Hello, my name is Dion Cervola. Uh, I'm the owner of Forex Sport and Forex Worldwide and previous um, Aussie dollar trader for ANZ. There you go. That's pretty simple. We've had you on before as well, don't forget. Um, if for those that might have listened and you just saying off air before we started how how superb your forecasting and prognosticating was in terms of what was going to happen. So given how accurate you've been, you're on fire. We, we've got you back to have another chat about what's going on in global markets and currencies and everything like that. Forgot, Not a forgot, problem, Matt. forgot to mention that you also used to work with, uh, with Matt in the past in ANZ. So... <laughs> Me and you, oh, Dean, me and you, Dean, have got something in common, and that we've yeah. uh, we've both been uh, subject to uh, to Matt and his proclivities. My uh, my rage when the computer doesn't work, or is that what you're referring to, or my my love of AFL? A bit of everything, isn't it? Yes, I owe everything that to Matt. Matt, Matt saved me from um, probably falling away to being a plumber. <laughs> The good thing is that the good thing is that Matt Matt was everything to me as well. So yeah, yeah, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you you, you had the skills to be a plumber, do you? I certainly <laughs> don't. Um... I certainly don't. Well, you've done all right anyway. in, the, in the, your currency side of things. You've done you've done all right. So that's that's a, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we thought you have you on before we start. We'll do a little. We've done. I think you've done the word association thing again. We we do that still. Um, the sixth sense. So we'll fire. A, Six words at you. you. Just give us the first thing that comes to mind. Can be a sh- very short phrase or a one word. Yeah. yeah. So go for it. Uh, I'll start off then. Aussie dollar. Uh, balanced, balancing Sweet. at the moment. Balancing. The picture for the global economics looks ordinary. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about? Um, we know you're a bit of a fashionista, so what about Crocs footwear? No, I don't have Crocs footwear, but um, in Europe they, it's all the rage. Huh? Yeah, so you, we didn't we yeah. didn't mention you're coming to us live from the south of France at the moment. So yeah, I'm, surprised, France, yeah. I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm surprised given your normal attire, that what we've seen you wear in the office, so I'm surprised that Crocs aren't high on your list of you know, essential items. Yeah, well, I especially when we worked night shift together, and there was no one around. I'm sure that I could have probably had a pair. Of, we, we didn't even had a have clothes. the desk. We didn't even have clothes on in those days. That was the that was the the peak of the currency markets, and you know, it was all like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You know, all right, come on, Matt, move on. Go, you're next, then. No. China uh, looks in trouble. U.S. recession. Not sure. Okay. Australian recession. <laughs> Balancing on China. There you go. All right. There's a few, there's a few things to unpack here when you said like, so you, So, do you think the view on the Aussie dollar being balanced is, is because, you know, we're, we're waiting to see what's happening globally and particularly in China? Is that what your thoughts are? are uh, about- I would, yes. I'm not, I'm not um, predicting... I think um, in in currency markets that um, you try and form a picture of what you think is going to happen, and I think forming a picture of China, a clear picture of China, is quite difficult at this present time. And there are a lot of people that are trying to grab media attention at the moment 
and calling the downfall of China, downfall of the Australian dollar. And a large part of that, and I would say to your listeners, be very wary of that because a lot of these economists or people that work for organisations try and get a media grab and they make an outlandish prediction and they can be wrong 10 times but be right one time and they hold on to that one time that they're correct. Um, Mm. So... I'm of the view that at this present time, I can't call the Aussie dollar down to the levels that some people are talking to because I still think that there's a lot of unknown things happening in China that I probably would like to wait and see before calling the downfall of the Aussie dollar. Mm. I saw. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry, I was just looking on uh, news.com and it doesn't actually say who it is, but it's talking uh, 40 cents. What? Yeah, I think yeah. yes, I think that is. So, so there's no in my. If you were asking my opinion whether we're going to forty cents, we're not going to forty cents. And the reason we're not going to forty cents is that the um, government won't let us go to forty cents. The Australian mm. government won't let us go to forty cents. That, that, that's a ridiculous. That's a ridiculous th- thought that we could get to that level. Um, anyway, um, but, but what, I mean, under, under what time frame though? Well, it, it will. Ne- I, I don't think it'll ever get to. I don't think it'll ever get to forty cents. I would, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'd say ever, but I, I, I would. I would say in the next five years, at least, we're not going to forty cents. I'm just saying, like philosophically, in an infinite universe with infinite yeah. amount of time, <laughs> it, it will. Yeah, but I, uh, well, we'll move on from philosophy. But yeah, and get, get but, to, but, but but you're right though, Dion. There's like I'm just looking. Like I just typed in Aussie dollar into Google, and it's bloodbath was the title of one of them. You know, free fall, and so there's a lot of people out there sort of pushing for that or talking about like a lower dollar, like 40 cents, you know, 40 to 50 cents. And what are we just now? We're at 64, 65, yeah, about that 64, 65. And you damn be able to tell us exactly where it is to the to the last decimal place. Well, it's around the 64 cent, cent mark, and obviously, we went to um 10 month lows yesterday, um, around the 63.60 mark. But you know, when we talk about 40. Sense. I think that the fundamentals are still um, being ignored when you look at a a, a um, prediction like that. Are we stopped going to um, exporting all of our um, commodities, or, or 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 people are still going to need commodities? Um, yes, it may slow down, but they're still going to need commodities. And um, I'd, we I'd, I'd, ima- to- I'd imagine Dion, if we had to, if the dollar was at forty cents, we'd be exporting a shit ton of commodities. <laughs> hmm. Well, it's I not, would imagine if if the if we're at forty cents, the least of your concerns will be where the Aussie dollar is because there'll be that many people um, looking for um, food stamps that would be in a lot of trouble. Mm, I think it, if because if we got to forty cents in the next five years, I will run down Collins Street in my underwear. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's, that, how, that's, that's, how, that's how confident I am that's not going to go to forty cents in the next five years. That's rubbish. It's in, it's in um, news.com. It must be right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think I think that if you're if you're going to talk the Aussie dollar down at forty cents, we're we, we're talking world catastrophes, and um, where the currency is will be the least of your problems. And some of that, um, I get. Like you mentioned the other day, so we had the unemployment figures here in Australia, and they kind of kicked up a bit. And and the view is, I guess, that that's the end of interest rate increases in Australia now. Um, or even though inflation is still running at what six percent or thereabouts, um, you know, 
but yeah. part of it, part of it's that I guess part of it too was there was a recent announcement that that is it Evergrande, the Chinese big property mob that went into receivership or something. Yeah, it went into administration yeah. yesterday. Yeah, so obviously you know concerns around the Chinese economy, but one thing I question, like yeah, we know we know China's you know gone through a bit of a rough patch as they were dealing with COVID. They you know were pursuing the zero COVID policy, which was impacting upon their economic growth and whatnot. But I sometimes come back to the idea that China, given the population they've got and the industry, they you know they they are the industrial kind of heart of the world. Really, are they too big to kind of have significant um, downturn in economic growth from a like to get them into you know significant recession? Like I just can't. How bad would China have to get before they were really in a period of long recession or you know really really low growth levels or negative growth levels? Well, I think I, I think that um, what you're discussing here is there's two things to the China scenario. One is yes, China economically could um, could actually experience probably um, a downturn in economic growth, which they've been averaging between four and six percent for the last X amount of years, right? So, mm-hmm. so you you could see China have negative growth for a little while, even if it was not negative growth. The other, the other issue that you're talking about, which would have an effect on the Australian dollar, is that if they if they happen to have a um, a a war with Taiwan or anything like that, which would obviously see them um, Australia put an embargo on on their um, exporting our commodities to China. So I would think that if we if they were to invade Taiwan or anything, or there was world conflict with China, Australia would quickly. I would assume quickly um, have to stop um, exporting to China. Now that mm. may have an a, a, that may yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. I I think that's the major risk of the Aussie dollar ever going down below that fifty cent mark. You know the forty cent mark. That yeah, um, that's a that's a fair point. That's a if that was to eventuate some kind of a hot battle over Taiwan or the China yes. Sea. You know, that, yeah, but that's just like you said, Dion. That who would give some monkeys about the Aussie dollar if we're in that sort of situation? That would be the least of our worries. Well. Well, yes, that's true, but I would say that that would be if you talk. I'm, 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 I'm not a, um, I'm an economist and I'm a um, currency strategist. I'm not, I'm not. There are other implications if we um, have a um, an attack on Taiwan, but I think that um, that's the real reason that the Aussie dollar. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a believer, like Matt's saying about um, China. I think China possibly is too big to fail, and um, as long as they're they're um, they're behaving in a manner that is suitable for the Western world, then we will, we won't stop any embargoes with them, and we'll all trade with them. And I think that they'll probably trade out of this. It's just well, other, that um, China is equally China is from a trade perspective. Like I know everyone, and from a, particularly in Australian agriculture, we're heavily reliant in some of our key commodities to China, and even into things like iron ore and steel and stuff and coal, but. Like China are equally reliant upon the rest of the world taking their product too, right? They're they're heavily embedded in trade, um, probably you know more so, I guess, than Russia. And that, the other thing I would think with regards to that Chinese decision making, the the problems that Russia has faced with Ukraine, not just you know getting bogged down in there, but also had they've been you know, se- severely curtailed in terms of you know a lot of the world has turned their back on Russia from a trade perspective and. You know, um, limited their access to SWIFT, that you know, currency, um, you know, to be able to do, you know, facilitate currency transactions, and that kind of slows down business as well. 
Well, China would not want to be, I don't think. They, they would have looked to seen what happened there and thought, ah, do we really want to go and pick a fight over Taiwan um, if it's going to result in us being put in the sin bin like Russia? Well, I think I think you're 100% correct. I think that if, if, if um, China was to, to have um, conflict with Taiwan, you would think that the Americans would just put an embargo over China. And, you know, Donald Trump, for all of his failures, um, was a big... Um, recommendation was to stop you know um buying all this stuff from china which they do which the, the americans still do so yes i think that um we the world would be in a in a terrible place and australia would would suffer greatly if if there was conflict in china and i think that is the major concern to our currency um if you were talking about the levels that some people are mentioning in um those articles if you read some of those articles that are talking about the doom and gloom of the Australian dollar, they're not talking about conflict in, in Taiwan. They're talking about economic things. And I personally believe that I don't think the Australian dollar can go to 40 cents on the back of anything. I think that the Australian government um, would jump in and, and you know, sure, the Australian government cannot support the currency for too long, but I think um, impetus with our commodities, our agriculture, um, from overseas countries to support the Aussie dollar at you know at a base level you know not too much lower than here. Mm. That's I, why I, I, I agree. I presented I presented the other week and did a little bit of a talk on global economics for briefly and spoke about interest rates and the US you know yield curve there and what's happening with US inflation versus Australian inflation. What's probably likely for US interest rates versus Australian interest rates. And my view my view is actually from these levels I, I'd be more inclined to think the Aussie kind of starts to climb again, you know, um, and particularly, I mean, I guess it revolves a bit around your, your view on is the US, have they finished raising in the US, which I, I suspect they might have their, their inflations back more recently, their inflation, the, they, they have a monthly CPI that's down at 3% now for two months in a row and their target's 2%, so they're not far off their target. Um, that yield curve in the US is inverted, which I think nine times, eight times out of the last nine times that's happened since the 1960s that foreshadowed a recession in the US. So I don't, you know, there's a chance they might slip into a recession for a short while, which isn't going to encourage them to increase increase rates anymore either, interest rates. Um, uh, and while the US recessions wouldn't be a great thing for Australia, I don't think it'll be a, a long recession like we saw, you know, after the um, the, the the bubble they had there no. with, you know, the, the lending crisis they had there. In t- after 2015, um, so you know, I think uh, I think the the chances of the US continuing to raise rates is slim. I think I think Australia might, even though we had that dodgy number for for um, unemployment just the other day. I we're we're, we're not close to you know seeing inflation coming off back to two to three percent for Australia. I think we've still got some issues with supply chain here, so. I can I could see the Reserve Bank doing another couple of increases to interest rates, maybe not straight away, but I don't think we've finished our cycle yet. So that would make uh, me think, you know. Well, controlling inflation in Australia is is a massive issue, and um, and you look at um, over the last six to twelve months, um, they've put measures in place to try and control inflation, and they haven't been able to do it really. I think I think that you've got to look at the workforce. Right, and obviously, um, 
my general view is that if people are prepared to sit at home and not come into work, they're not too – and, you know, all of these big organisations are, are making come to work and they're fighting coming to work, then they're not too worried about their – their underlying um, financial status because they think that they can get a job somewhere else, right? Mm. Um, I know that, um, um, you know, the only reason that you would be having an argument with CBA about coming back into the workplace is if you could think that you would get a job somewhere else because and, and then you had debt to pay. So mm. these people don't seem to be that that concerned at this present time that that, that they that they want to come back into the office every day. Um, but there is obviously a a lag in what Australia has done to try and control inflation. And at this stage, we haven't really seen um, inflation under control. So I think that there is still some measures to be put in place to control inflation because the RBA has clearly stated that inflation is their number one objective. And I think that yeah. they spoke about um, the inflation being a virus and other measures being just a cold. So mm. the number one objective mm. is to control inflation. So yeah, how, they, how yeah. they do that? How they do that is um is is quite restrictive these days because some of the measures they've put in place haven't worked. Mm. And I, and part of that presentation I spoke about. So our cash rate's four point one percent presently, right? Um, and it's up of a very that's, low base. That's right? still lower than long term average, though. Yeah, so the, I think four point seven or thereabouts is the long term average inflate uh, interest interest rate in the cash in terms of cash rate. Um, if you go back, say to the not from the nineteen ninety, what was it? What now, was it in two thousand ten? What the cash rate? Yeah. Oh Christ! I reckon it was higher than it was now, wasn't it? Uh, Let's have a look. Good question. Well, um, I think they they would have had to cut in two thousand and ten, surely. Yeah, they were in an easing cycle. Just a matter of how low um, they were going. Um. I should I should have the chart somewhere here because I only just worked on it not long ago, but I can't remember. Um, but there's certainly yeah. there's certainly a lot of um, there's certainly a lot of uh, media attention on the yeah. on the government about um, interest rates. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is. Um, I think the big issue with it, though, right, is that. And, and you might have alluded to it before with regards yeah. to people's situation. There, there are some people that have got, obviously, you know, that, that have borrowed recently, that have got pretty high mortgages, pretty high debt to income ratios, um, and 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 probably if they're young and haven't really gone through, uh, you know, the uh, the late eighties, early nineties when we had record high, in, you know, in interest rates and um, and borrowing rates, then they've probably been lulled into a false sense of security that that a, a cash rate of um, you know, one and a half percent or two percent is normal, and and therefore borrowing rates of three and a half or four percent are normal. Whereas, you know, we all anyone that's old enough knows that your normal kind of borrowing rates are probably more likely to be closer to eight or nine percent. You know, given the cash rate is still below average. So, you know, I think there there are people out there that are susceptible, but equally, there's a lot of people there that probably don't have big borrowings, if at all, um, and they're not. Yeah, they're not going to be impacted by these interest rate rises. It's another. It's another example of the boomers and the uh, the Gen Xs and impacting us millennials. That's it. Like we're the ones that bear the brunt of it. We can't cut our costs. Inflation. We can't spend less. Well, I've got a. I've got a proposal. <clears throat> like, because because the problem with the interest rate policy presently is that 
your increase, the, the Reserve Bank has to fight inflation, right? And so the only way they can fight inflation is to increase interest rates. But a lot of the cause of inflation at the moment is supply side yeah. causes, not not demand side causes. So normally you'd increase interest rates, it takes demand out, and then you know you, you, your price levels go back to normal in terms of inflation, and then they can cut interest rates again. But they can't do that now because because part of the reason that you know, the CPI and inflation so high is other factors, not demand-led. Um, what I would suggest we need to do, look at is maybe some other kind of um, implement, implement, like a, a different policy, and, and it could be something like um, having an additional superannuation levy that gets put on. Uh, so, so instead of the current superannuation, I think it's 11% or something like that, so maybe there's a like a, an additional levy that they take extra superannuation away from wages uh, into a separate pot, right? Um, so that then everyone everyone that works then it doesn't matter if you've got a borrowing or not. Everyone that works pays a bit more out of their income. So you're losing some of your income to super again, but not like normal super where it's locked away and you can't touch it till you're 67 or something. They they should allow this super that when the when the economy goes back to normal again or goes back to a stage where they need to stimulate the economy, that they release the money they've kind of made you for savings into your super. They let you have that back again when you, you know when you go into a that downturn. So that is so stupid. Why? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So basically, you're just saying a tax. So it's tax tax free as it's well. Not a ta- well, it's not a, it's not a tax because it's still your money. You just, yeah, it's tax, saying, but it's tax free though. You get. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like an enforced savings, right? So you got to say, like, effectively, super is enforced savings. But the problem with doing it and not getting the access back to it is that people won't get it till they're sixty-seven, right? The the preserved amount. Yeah. So why don't you why don't you just have it so that your superannuation is easily accessible? No, because they don't want people to be able to dive into it any old time. That's the whole point of having. I'm super. Sc- I'm Scottish, yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna- I'm not going to make it to sixty-five. <laughs> So what 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 use is a superannuation for me if I'm going to be dead by fifty five? <laughs> You've got some that's going in already that you can't touch, right? There's some that already gets taken out of your salary. That's your eleven percent, whatever it was, right? And that and that one's you can't touch until until you retire to your retirement age. This is like an additional bit of super that they can apply against people, right? And then it just ha- and then it accumulates like now. So then at least. If you've got people that aren't, haven't got loans or whatever now, you could actually reduce some of their income to slow down their demand as well. Yeah. And then you just give it back, give so, access so, back to it. So basically, what it is, is it allows, it reduces spending because you've got less yeah. money, but it yeah. allow, you're, you're allowed to, you're only allowed to spend your money when inflation's at 1.5%. Well, whatever. Once the, yeah. or, or if the economy, if the economy goes back to the state. So, so, it's, so it's a command driven economy. Well, you need to stimulate. Oh, the okay. I knew you were a greenie, but I didn't realize you were a commie as well. <laughs> it's not. Well, as it's stand, communist. It's, no. it's Why don't we line up in the queue and pick up our bread on the Monday morning? Because you're allowed to spend your money on this day because inflation's <laughs> at 1.5. So you could buy yourself a PlayStation now. That's nonsense on stilts. It's not because you can, you get. As it stands now, they increase Len, Lenin Dalglish. <laughs> they increase interest rates, and that money that gets paid goes off, you know, to the bank, and no one gets it. Like, this way, you can have your money just put aside for a short period of time, and then you get back access to it again to spend when it when when you want to. When, when, it, when, it, when the government wants you to spend it. <laughs> yeah, it's a co- command yeah. led command led economy. It's communism. 
<laughs> we'll all be collectivizing farms as well. Matt, what, what about collectivization? Should we have all no. the farms taken over? No, that's a silly idea. <clears throat> um, what do you think of my superannuation adjustment policy, Dion? I think it's a bit rubbishy, but to be honest, Matt. But um, you know, um, um, yeah. well, but the, the the current monetary policy settings aren't working. So what's the solution? We just have to keep increasing interest rates until the economy dies. You know, until you get stagflation, well, and you know. Okay, Trotsky. Well, well, there's been <laughs> well, some... what's what's the it... solution? Well, there's been some interesting developments. Um, obviously, yes, I am in in France and Europe at the moment, and. Look, I haven't been here for four years due to the fact that um, um, obviously COVID and things. But, you know, we talk about Australian prices going up. I have never seen um, incremental increases like what's happened in Europe at the moment. Europe has become, not because of the currency, but it has. I always used to think that living in Europe was a cheaper uh, alternative to Australia, but not anymore. And what they've done over here, which is unbelievable, is that they've allowed people to stimulate the economy to lock in interest rates for the term of their to, for the term of their uh, home loan at one point five percent. Well, like a like a right? 40, thirty or forty year fixed rate or something. Yeah, I think Jesus. you can get a twenty five year you can get a twenty five year fixed rate loan at one point five percent because they wanted to stimulate the economy. Well, what that has done is that it has pushed housing prices just gone up unbelievable it's pushed up food prices it's pushed up absolutely everything so if you have a look at you know when we talk about currency you, 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 and this is why i don't think the you know i think that these levels the aussie euro the euro aussie level at the moment for people over here is is getting up towards 170 175 again we <laughs> haven't we haven't we haven't seen those levels since um obviously the first couple of weeks of covid and things like that but when you start talking that um um, uh, you know, about um, these sort of levels. I, this is why another reason why I don't think the Aussie dollar can continue down too much is because the um, all of our trading partners, the Aussie dollar and Aussie goods are just going to become so cheap compared to the rest of the world, mm. right? If, if, you, if, if the Aussie, if the Euro Aussie goes up to two, you know, and an apple over here is whatever it costs, it's going to be half the price in Australia. So they're going to start... Europe and other countries are going to start uh, importing again, and, and which will give support to the Aussie dollar. In my opinion, in you're my not really opinion. you're not really a man of the people, though, Dion. If you don't know the cost of an apple, or whatever. Well, like, what does an apple? Do? I, I don't, I, I, Matt. I am a man of the people. I have to work. I send my wife to go and do the shopping. <laughs> I don't go to the shopping. Oh, That's um, a very very misogynist attitude towards you know the modern. No, it's, it's not misogyn. It's not. It's not misogynist at all. It just means that I, if I'm at work, fifty-five hours a week, I don't see many apple shops in Collins Street. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're it's, working. Um, you're working fifty-five hours a week, Dion. I thought I thought you were a full-time worker, not part-time. Anyway, <laughs> but um, yes, I'm sure I will cop some criticism by saying that my wife wife does the shopping. But yes, she does the shopping, and it's not for any other reason that she um, and she's quite a good shopper. I must say, she's a very good shopper. Um, so all that time she spends shopping, she's become pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's not going to win any friends out of the comments like that. Um, we'll, we'll switch we'll switch across because you mentioned when we spoke about the US and the potential of US recession, you said it that you said they're in trouble or something. I think it was when we spoke at the start there. The um, well, I think I think I think the stock uh, uh, the stock market in America is starting to indicate that it could be in trouble. 
yeah. for a variety of reasons, right? Mm. Um, and, and when I say about America being in trouble, I'm starting to think that the stock market may have some downside in it. Now, if that is to occur, then, um, then you know, that'll put increasing pressures on the many things in America. Um, and obviously, when the stock market goes down, it normally means the economy is going down. Um, but I still think I think the uh, stock market has got some room for the downside in America. Mm. Well, that and like I said before, that that yield curve measurement when you look at the shorter dated mm. stuff to the longer dated stuff, when yep. it goes, when, when the longer dated stuff in terms of inverted. yields are, be- are below, yeah, inverted below the the shorter yep. dated debt product, then like I said, I think eight times out of the last nine times that's happened since 1960 or something, it's 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 preceded a US recession. Some some were only a short, you know, six months, one year recession, but others were a couple of years worth of, uh, you know, kind of tough conditions and negative growth. Um, I'm not sure yep. if it's going to be as bad as what we saw most recently, but, you know, we could see, say, a six-month or something recessionary phase in the US, um, you know, enough to... To certainly take the sting out of out of um, you know their contribution to, to to global growth and whatnot, um, and enough yes. to see the US the US um, interest rates starting to come off. That, that's why I think also that that could lend some support to the Aussie. Um, you know, see the Aussie oh, interest rate. Yeah, and that's why I gave you that view that I thought the Aussie the Aussie dollars were the balancing act because we've got we've got the things happening in America that could obviously um, make the Aussie dollars go stronger, but we've also got those effects in China. So this mm. is why I'm sort of saying that it's a balancing act at the moment, and I don't think it's going to fall out of bed, and I don't think it's going to really rise. And if you have a look at um, the volatility of the Aussie dollar over the last twelve months, we haven't really moved out of an area from seventy to sixty three cents. Right, it's been mm. pretty, pretty, pretty um, stable, to be honest. Um, mm. Now that doesn't. I think that the Aussie dollar is going to trade back on news, and I think that you know any bad news that comes out of China, the Aussie dollar will will fall, and anything that happens in America, the Aussie dollar may rise. So it, I think it's going to counteract each other a little bit, and the Aussie dollar is probably going to, you know, stay in that tight range again. I think the sixty to seventy cent range for the Aussie dollar is probably where we're at for probably the next twelve to eighteen months, unless something drastically happens in China. Mm. What, yeah. what about, what about yeah. this, this coming year we've got the next election? Oh, Australian election? You mean? No, US election. Oh, US election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the front runner is still Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what would that – I mean, that's going to be – if he – because he, he got indicted for another charge a couple of days back, right? So – he, and it I think it was the, actually 183 individual charges. Oh, really? So <laughs> – it could be the case. There's no, there's nothing stopping the um, Republican Party from nominating him if he's the lead candidate, and he could potentially be either facing charges or indeed in jail <laughs> um, at the time when that all happens, right? So, what's what's what, what would that do to the currency with that kind of scenario? You've got the American president facing jail or in jail. Or the the potential American president in that space. So he'd be in he'd be in the big house instead of the White House. I presume well, if he got vote, if he got voted in, he could just pardon himself, could he? Yeah. Well, you, you know, the general punter, I would think out there would obviously think that um, if Trump got in, the, the US dollar would weaken. Weaken. I would probably yeah. think that the general punter would have that view. That's not. That's probably incorrect, because of um, Donald's um, um, abilities <laughs> to try and make money. He's very open in who he deals with. 
and who and how the US trades. So he wants trade and free trade and all that sort of stuff. But it, it actually would probably give a stimulus to the US dollar because um, he he would um, take all the restrictions off in many in the banking sector for sure. He would, which he did last time. Um, and you know, and you saw with all of that free trade and liberal trade that the stock market was actually quite um, had an impressive run when he was in charge. Mm. Yeah, that's true as well. And he also, from an agricultural perspective and a trade perspective, particularly with China, there was there was that initial phase where he was quite competitive. But the result of that of that competitive nature was that the Chinese um, ended up, you know, kind of agreeing to a lot of the terms and allowing access for a lot of American products. Hundred um, percent. You know, yeah. So. Hundred percent. So, 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 what I was saying is that the general punter might think that it's a, um, a terrible thing for the economy that Donald gets in. I'm not so sure that that is correct. And if you look at the past runner, um, it was actually um, some of the things that he implemented it was actually positive for the economy and especially the U.S. economy because mm. he, you know, he does um, have, you know, he does fly the American flag a little bit and, and, but and but um, I, but I guess number one objective. So- like some of those policies were very US centric. Yeah, which, very. Which, that's right. But that was negative towards China, and we're obviously heavily reliant on China. So you could argue yeah. the possibility a Trump win is negative for Australia. Yeah. Well, the US, that US trade deal that he negotiated in 2020 and 2021, that the, the, the kind of preference some of the US US agricultural commodities, that that was the, the lead up to the banning of barley, the banning of Australian wine, the limitation of beef. Uh, banning of lobsters. So there's a lot of we, Andrew and I looked at that actually in relation to agriculture and said, well, what you know, if 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 Trump gets gets his way with this trade deal, what are the commodities where the US could significantly compete with us in terms of an agricultural space? And we created a list of what was about ten commodities, and I think six or seven of the ten were all ones that China ended up targeting because they could go elsewhere for their. You know, prior to that, beef American beef had no. Had no footprint in China, and and now they've. You know, I think they're around ten or eleven percent of the imports into China are American beef, and then and, and Australia's lost some of that market share um, because of the Americans coming in. But there has been a, a change going on, especially in the last three or four years, um, that Australia has um, obviously with the embargoes placed on us by China. Australia has been looking at new markets, and obviously we're we're starting to break into the Indian market. Especially mm. in India, we've we're focused on India a, a great deal to break in there. So, so you know, um, having some diversification for our exports is probably a good thing, really. Oh yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, but I mean, India at the very earliest, the Indian market is going to be at least a five year kind of thing before you start seeing anything significant, and and potentially maybe closer to ten years by the time. Like there are some commodities that already go there. I think we've traded some lentils in there, don't we, Andrew, and chickpeas and stuff. But um, you know, for, for other commodities that haven't quite had a footprint in there, it's you can't just click your fingers and expect it to happen. But but it it could be huge, right? It could be a, another whole China again, right? In terms of yeah. size of population and eventually. Demand. Let's look at yeah, Africa yeah, as well. Nigeria yeah, yeah. could be, yeah, yeah, eventually. But yeah, but the the real the real question that you should I think you should ask as an economist in the Australian, if it's specifically talking about the Australian government, uh, Australian um, dollar, is where do you think the Australian government is happy with where the Australian dollar is? And I'm starting to think that the Australian dollar around these levels, the Australian government's pretty happy. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between, between, sixty to seventy. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Sixty. Yeah, I would have said sixty-five to seventy-five. It's not too. It's not too cheap. So you're not getting imported inflation. The cost of yeah. you know yeah. tractors and and fertilizer coming into the country or computer parts or whatever else it is, cars. It's that's all. You know, yep. Electronics are all are all not too costly. But you're not too yep. uncompetitive when it comes to your products going overseas either. So I, yep. I agree. Austra- I, I think you're 100 percent correct. I, I think the Australian dollar, um, the the Australian government doesn't want the dollar above 80 cents. So I think that's not attractive for anyone. And I actually think that if they were going to favour anything, um, they would want it around these levels. So they'd be pretty happy with what's going on in Australia with all of the, you know, the blight situation with inflation. That the Australian dollar has basically just had a gradual gradual decline which has been able to um um ease their concerns with what's going on mm. especially with the currency mm. fair enough fair enough um right yeah well you don't no, agree Matt? you no no you, you no, agree no, with I, that or? no i do i do i was just thinking like like you know well, I'd, I'd spoken last week like i said at a conference for some rice growers conference in griffith and um, I'd said that by the end of this year, maybe into early next year, I thought we'd be back into the low 70s, so like 71, 72 cents is what I think we're going to see. So, And obviously, yeah. subsequent to me mildly talking the Aussie dollar up, it, it, it fell out of bed by about two cents. But, you know, that's just an opportunity to yeah. buy some more, Dion. As we know, you never, you never get it wrong in currency markets. You just got to wait until it turns right for you. Yes, correct. <laughs> Um, but but what it does do when people put out articles is that it does um, force a lot of the um, uh, importers out there. They start panicking a fair bit. They do. Mm. They really do. Uh, I, you, 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 someone puts out a ridiculous article about forty cents, and you get calls all day about, "Oh, should I be hedging? Should I be hedging?" Well, we've been saying that you should be hedging around the seventy cent mark, and that wasn't attractive. Now you want to hedge at the absolute lows, mm. right? So. Um, um, you know, I still think that you know, if I if I am um, putting some strategies in place, that I I would not um, the Aussie dollar to the euro, which is around the fifty eight eighty mark. This fifty eight cent mark, fifty seven fifty to fifty eight twenty on the Aussie euro, looks a massive level to me, right? Mm. A massive level. So you know, we have not seen levels of this sort of uh, low in Aussie euro for some time, and in Aussie yen. And all the other crosses are starting to um, to get to levels that are concerning. My big view on all of this is that you only have to get off the airport in Wellington or or, or in Auckland to know that if the Aussie and the Kiwi ever get close to parity, that you're a buyer of Aussie and a seller of Kiwi. Mm. Right. Um, that's my general view, and um, my view has always been that that you know when we get down to the 102s, 103s, and we're not that far away from those levels in Aussie Kiwi, that Aussie is a buy against the Kiwi mm. down at those levels. Yep, yep. We have I a bigger agree. economy. We have a bigger economy. We have uh, we have um, more resources. A better, a, a better women's football team. Yeah, we have not uh, quite as good as England's though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this podcast is about ready to finish, I think. <laughs> mm. We have all these yeah. things in place that I think that um, that the Aussie dollar is a buy um, at certain levels, but um, certainly against some of the crosses, which may give um, some added support to what Matt's saying, is that the Aussie's getting to levels which I believe in certain currency crosses that are a buy for the Aussie dollar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree. I'm, I'm balanced. I'm a buyer of Aussie uh, at these levels and... Like I said, I think we're going to be back 
closer to, if not above 70 cents, closer to 70 cents than 60 cents by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. but a lot of that, a lot of that view is going to be on what, what the stock markets around the world do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, so, you know, look, I still think, the, you know, as we've touched as well, there's a big, big pressure of inflation and how we control inflation is going to have some concerns about where we're going to go. But, um, you know, the, the, I think that the the large reason, one of the reasons that the Aussie dollar fall um, started, um, well, got a bit of a run on, was that um, when the RBA um, said that maybe our um, our uh, tightening cycle is going to stop, which, you know, if you think about controlling inflation, I'm not so sure that that is going to be the case. And even, you know, even to the point where we're going to start easing, some people are saying that we're going to start easing now. You know, that might be great if you got a home loan, um, but I'm not so sure that it's going to be, um, especially if America keeps tightening and other countries keep tightening, that may have an effect on the Aussie dollar going below 60 cents. I can't see I can't see them hitting an easing cycle when uh, <laughs> inflation is still 6%. So that's that's not going to happen either, you know, hey, in a hurry. T- talking about currency, yeah? Let's look a bit further afield to Argentina. Because their they, 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 their currency was smashed, yep, the last week or so. And tell what was happening because I was, I spoke briefly to you about on the phone yesterday. What happened with their beef exports? So, with the currency getting so devalued uh, in Argentina, there was concern around food inflation again, and they, they, there was some suggestion that they were going to have a two-week ban on the exports of of beef just to try and keep the price of beef low in Argentina, so more product domestically, none going, uh, getting export permits to get out of the country. Um, but I think they announced it, and then I think some officials were pretty quick to walk back from that. Uh, within a, you know, a few hours after the original announcement, they said, oh, they kind of seemed to change tax. So I don't know necessarily if they're still going to go ahead with that beef ban or not because it was quite unpopular. The interest rates there are, what, 118%? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, which is you know what you get when you're in a uh, a country that um, you know is badly managed from an economic perspective. And they're one of the few. Yeah. That, you know, they're one of the few that has, um, from an agricultural perspective, their their negative subsidies. Um, you know, the government actively uh, has policies that damage their ability to export. Yeah, and, thank, uh, thanks for telling us, Matt. I think I told you that yesterday, but. <laughs> Well, we all know that that's that's been a common one, right? So they've got we've got like one point five percent of income from subsidies. Argentina's got something like minus forty percent of income. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Is there any other questions you would like to ask, Matt, about the currency? Or we covered most of the things, or not? Uh, I think we've I think we've covered off on everything. You know, imagine it's getting close to your your time to go down to the beach there in the south of France and. No, um, no, mate. Yeah. It's only it's it's only it's five to seven, and um, it's still dark over here. Is yes, um, it? So you um, well, you might you got to duck down, and get a get a few croissants for breakfast, um, a baguette, and a cigarette, and a black coffee. <laughs> well, being in the uh, agricultural industry, I, I don't like my milk warm, and they have everything is served with warm milk over here. Okay, right. So just means, um, it just means it's fresh from the tit. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think it means that it's um, all the milk over here is long-lasting milk. 
Oh, the UHT stuff or whatever. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, which is not very nice. So um, if you want, want to get a jumbo jumbo sorted with uh, fresh milk and send it over, I think you'd make a fortune. Mm. I thought it, well, you'd be you'd be on your vast property there in the south of France. I thought you might have had a few cows ro- roaming around the acres there, and you could just you know get out and get some fresh milk straight from the from the Matthew, I bought my house in the I bought my house over here in the GFC when the when the uh, country was absolutely in trouble, and um, they're not in trouble anymore. It's things are very expensive over here, and um, um, I think uh, moving to a little uh, plot of land in the back of Ballarat might be my uh, future. <laughs> is, that next, is, that, is that your next? Do I need to start looking out for <laughs> acreage for you to have a look at? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the currency. If if, um, if China attacks Taiwan, that's where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, well, enjoy uh, the rest of your time over there. Thanks for coming on at short notice to have a chat about global yep. economics and all that kind of stuff. Andrew was a bit quiet today because he's got a touch of a cold and a bit of a croaky yep. voice, but I'm sure some of the listeners would be enjoying hearing Andrew's husky sounds with his Scottish accent. Well, well I will summarise by saying this to you all, to your listeners, and I'm not sure yep. if you've got three. Li- I'm not sure if you've got three listeners or three thousand. Well, no, there's but- more. There's, there's there's Andrew's mum. There's Auntie Julie. <laughs> uh, there's my sister. Um, okay. Is that who, who else listens to it? That's about it, isn't it? Spirit, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I listen back to them just to check the sounds. Okay, so that's sometimes four. Um, uh, so, the, so, the, one of our competitors listens to it. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Four or five. Well, yeah. Well, to, to summarise, I would say that either whether you're an importer or exporter, I wouldn't be panicking at this present stage. I think that the Aussie dollar is sitting in a position where. Um, we require more information to um, a bit of a wait and see before we can make a, um, a knowledgeable um, decision on where it's going to go. Some there people go. like Matt like some people like Matt like to put their you know he's a he's obviously a risk taker and likes to <laughs> give a view. <laughs> uh, I'm he's, I'm certainly he's, in the he's a risk taker and a communist. So. Yeah. I'm certainly in the – if you're just talking about the Australian dollar, I think that we, we require more information and probably um, if you would like to um, give me a call when I'm back in Melbourne in a month, then we can have a, a re-chat if any more information comes out. So if anyone has got some currency needs, moving some yep. currencies around or if they're buying some farm machinery, how can they find you? www.forexworldwide.com. So f o r e x worldwide.com. and yeah, we we undercut the banks and um and um yeah, we can give you um as close to market as possible. There you go, very very good. All right, well, we'll let you get a plug in at the end there for the three or four listeners. Auntie Julie might want to, you know, if she's going to the south of Spain, she likes to go and chase the sun from the Scottish Scottish three days of summer. She might have to change into some Spanish pesos or euros or whatever they are nowadays. <laughs> uh, well, I will. I will say one thing to you, Matt, and to to some of your agricultural listeners. Um, I lived in London for quite some time, and they always used to rave about Argentinian meat. I didn't think it was that great, right? There was Argentinian uh, meat restaurants everywhere, and I don't think the meat over here is that good either. So maybe, maybe I've been, um, I've just been eating Australian meat for so long, and and the quality of it is 
is extremely they're probably, good. They're probably, um, they're probably they're probably feeding you horse meat because you yeah they, they, these these foreigners don't know the difference, right? Well, they like they're like they don't ever ask for medium over here. It comes out very very red. <laughs> fair enough. So, fair enough. All right. Good luck. Thanks. All right, mate. Again, boys. Thanks for coming on. See you. When you see you when you got nothing Cheers. on. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. Bye.